0: G'day, guys. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We've got two more positions to go in our Supercoach analysis. Obviously, Supercoach, they've dropped their prices and positions for the season 2021 this week. Uh, we've already gone through front row forwards, hookers, second row forwards, and halves and five eights. So now we're going to have a look at the center wing category, the CTWs, and this is by far and away the most deepest one in the Supercoach realm. Now, you have to pick seven of these guys, of course, four that are starting three that are on your bench there's a lot of dual positions in this one a lot of center wings fullbacks a couple of center wing five eight a few in the halves and whatnot so there's a lot to go through here so I'll probably just go through the top 20 or so uh, and then I'm going to go through the rest of the list and just tell you guys that I think might go down guys that might go up guys to skip out on guys to go early on so I'll start at the very top and the the man coming in first David Noffaluma out of the West Tigers, 670000 Just sent a wing, of course. Uh, now, Noffy he finished last year averaging 75. Now, I haven't got the exact numbers in front of me, but... When Benji Marshall wasn't playing, I believe that number went down significantly. He's a guy that he can produce these big attacking plays. He has got huge highlights in him. I understand that. Without Benji, I'm a little bit worried about Knopf. He's a guy I've never been too keen to go near because I don't overly trust that he's forever going to hold his spot. He's got a lot of defensive issues about around him, and he's a guy that I always avoid. But, I mean, last year, if you didn't have him, you really were missing out. 75 average is simply incredible in a side that finished 10th or whatever it was. Without Benji, though, I am worried about Knopf. I think 670K is a little bit overs there. I wouldn't be going near him. Number two on the list is Brett Morris, uh, 637,000. He finished last year with a 72-point average, which is simply incredible. I think he's 33 years old, and it just shows how good this rooster system is. Uh, Playing on the right wing, obviously on that side too, I mean, you were missing... uh, Sorry, you had a new half there in Kyle Flanagan. Uh, Joey Manu, I thought he was reasonably quiet this year, so for Brett Morris to do what he did, I know that he's uh, buoyed by a couple of big scores when he was playing at fullback and whatnot, but... To finish with 72, that's incredibly impressive. I would find it hard to believe BMOZ hit 72 again. Obviously, the Roosters, they did start to run out of gas at the back end. You don't know how they're going to look in 2021. I still think they're going to be successful. Don't get me wrong. But BMOZ, if he manages to finish with a 72 average or 70 and above again, I think that'll be simply amazing. I'm tipping he drops back to around the 60 mark. That's just my prediction. I I could be wrong, but Brett Morris, I think that's overs for him at the moment. Uh, Daniel Tooper is the next man on the left wing for the Roosters. Uh, 626K. So, Daniel Tooper finished with a 70-point average. I really like Toops. He's a guy that he's got a heap of base stats in him. There was a few years ago where he had just error after error in him, but... He was still scoring 50 points every week, which was really incredible. He's bumped that up now with more tries. He's getting more involved. He's willing to take risks too, which I really like in Daniel Tupu. And, yeah, sometimes you'll get minus two or four for errors, but a lot of the times they lead to something. He's a real kick target as well. And, I mean, playing on that edge with Luke Keery, I really do like that side. Josh Morris has been fantastic for him. I don't think Daniel Tupu drops too much. Um I don't know if he'll average 70 again that's a pretty that's pretty high and he, he's not he's not like a David Nofaluma where he'll break you know 17 tackles to score a try or he'll kick for himself or do something amazing. He's not a selfish footballer, he just takes advantage of the opportunities that he's given. Uh with Tedesco, with Morris, with Kiri on that side, I mean, he's always going to have opportunities. So Daniel Tupu... Another guy that I think is probably overs, but, I mean, you are still going to get points from him without a doubt. The next man, Zach Lomax. This is our first dual position center wing. He's center wing fullback, coming in at 605,000. Average 68 points last year. Uh, started at fullback, moved to center, and was sensational. I, I understand the appeal with Zach Lomax. Obviously, he is dual position for draft. That is fantastic. I just I, I find it really hard to, uh, to settle on guys that are... Playing for the Dragons, to be honest with you. I don't trust them week in, week out. I don't trust their halves that they're going to produce points every week. This kid, he just seems to be able to overcome it, though. To average 68 in a season where. Let's be honest here, his team was pretty bang average. It's very impressive. If the Dragons do find a way to hit form, this kid could be an absolute superstar. Uh, I really like Lomax, don't get me wrong, but he's a guy that I'm a little bit iffy on. I'm not convinced he can back up a 68 average again. Um, I don't think he'll ever fall below 50, realistically. He has got goal kicking as well. He's a very talented footballer. But I I just think, especially in classic and in draft, I think there's better value in guys that are a little bit cheaper or that you can get later in the draft. Last year, he was fantastic. He started off so cheap and he was just making money every week. But I think this year, you can look elsewhere. And I should have said this at the start, but this is the thing with the center wing category. I mean, it is such an important category, but you need to back your gut in, yeah? And the difference between a good set of centers and a bad set of centers is a really, really big swing there. And this is hard, you know, you've got to back in guys that you believe are going to score tries. Yes, base stats are incredibly important, don't get me wrong, but it's the guys that score tries that really do um, set you away for the rest fr- from the rest in this crowd. So you really need to back your gut in. You need to look at their teams. You need to look at the guys inside them. I mean, you look at Blake Ferguson last year, like... Everyone knew Blake Ferguson, he was going to slow down a little bit. He had Wonga Blake inside him, who tends not to pass the footy to him. I mean, Blake Ferguson went out, I think he scored two tries all year, which was simply unbelievable. I mean... He, he, he was the best winger in the game the year before, scoring tries for fun, you know. So you just need to be aware of the teams these guys are in, the situations they're in, the side of the field they're on, the guys that are going to be feeding them the ball. It all comes into play when you're picking your center's wings. Uh, the next man, number five on the list, he's at 594k. Really interesting here, Josh Mansour. Now, he's got a Penra Panthers symbol next him. We know he won't be at the Panthers next year. Um, you're going to have to wait and see where he lands. I think depending on where he lands, it could be really interesting. But keep in mind with Mansor, he was on the end of Jerome Le- Jerome Luai, Viliami Kikau, Stephen Crichton on that Penrith left edge. It was their stronger edge, and they were simply unbelievable. So I'm not sure if you'll see Mansor scoring as many tries next year wherever he lands. I-, I doubt he'll land in a better system than what the Penrith Panthers were last year. But the reality is with Mansor that his base stats are simply incredible. He's always a solid option. Number six, Bradman Best. Played 10 games last year. Average 62.3. Um... I had Bradman on my podcast 18 months ago, uh, not 18 months ago, about a year ago, and, um, you know, it was obvious that when he was growing up, he has had a lot of injuries. He had a couple of Rico's and whatnot before he was 18, so what he's doing now, it doesn't overly surprise me, he is always going to have injuries, that's probably the reality of Bradman Best, unfortunately, he's still growing, so it is always going to be an issue, but when he is on the field, wow. Wow. I mean, especially if he's playing left-center, which we expect him to, that is prime real estate outside Kalen Ponger. His right-to-left pills are sensational. So if you can get Bradman Best in your draft comps, I would highly advise it. I think he was center-wing fullback last year, so he's dropped down to center-wing, which does hurt him, but... There's not many guys with the attacking upside of him, and he's a classic guy that you need to look at the situation he's in because at left-centre, as I said for the Knights, that is absolute super coach gold. Uh, the next man on our list is Corey Allen, centre-wing fullback coming in at 545,000. I don't need to tell you this is overs. Uh, I don't think Corey Allen probably makes the South Sydney side next year. I would have him at fullback personally, but I'm willing to bet... Wayne Bennett's going to go with Latrell Mitchell at fullback, which I completely understand. If they get the best out of Latrell, it's a great decision. Uh, Corey, you know, he he averaged 61 last year when he did play. Simply incredible. But the reality is I don't think he's going to have a spot there. So classic, he's a no-go. Draft, I would just keep an eye on him. He's a guy that you could have on your bench, and he could really come in handy if Wayne Bennett decides to make a change or if Latrell Mitchell gets injured. Uh, The next man is Campbell Graham. This is a kid I absolutely love. Uh, I, I think he probably would have made his origin debut this year if he wasn't injured. Uh, Just center wing, 541k, 61-point average. Uh, Normally, when guys move from the wing to center, I'm a a little bit worried about them supercoach-wise, but... The move that Campbell Graham made, I mean, I, I think he was one of the best centers in the game by the end of the season. He was sensational. He's a year older. Um, he's just got the perfect body shape for Supercoach. Yeah, he's a long rangey character. He's hard to bring down, makes his meters, has got an offload in him. He's a smart footballer. He's a kick target. He's just got everything you want, Campbell Graham. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, number nine is Sione Katsoa coming in at 526,000 out of the Cronulla Sharks. Average 59 points last season. Um, from memory not huge on his base stats but Sean Johnson was just laying try after try onto this guy he's an avoid void for me Sean Johnson's going to be out for a long time he will have Maddie Moylan there which I think will be really good for him but I don't think you can replicate the combination he had with Sean Johnson so for me he's a miss in draft and In classic. Uh, I mean, if you get him late in the draft league, you've probably done well. You could do heaps worse, but I won't be going near him. Brian To'o, Penrith Panthers. I think he had a couple of injury affected games here 522,000 with an average of 58.9. I'd be tipping him to possibly go up next year. I really like this guy. He's got incredible base stats. He's hard to bring down. He comes in and he looks for work. This is a center wing that I really like. He's got huge potential. The next man's Katoni Stags at 518,000. Absolute bargain if he's playing. He is coming off an injury. I'm not sure how long he's out for to start the season. I think he's out for a little bit. So this is a guy that in draft comps, if you can get him round four, you know, depending how, how deep your draft league is, again, I think he's a really good stash for the back end of the season. Uh, with the Brisbane Broncos, they play a lot of Thursday, Friday night games, of course, so if you've got a Katoni Stags, he's a fantastic VC option each and every week, because he can have those games where he might have six runs, but he'll score three tries, he's got that sort of ability, Katoni Stags, when he does come back from injury, I think he'll be a superstar, and I think he will come back from injury, and he'll probably start a little bit slow, he'll drop a bit of money, and then you'll be able to pounce on him in classic, I'm sure He'll be owned by just about everyone at some point. Uh, Matt Icavalu is another guy out of the Roosters, 510,000 huge overs here. There was one game where I think he scored 150 or something like that. I was actually playing against him in draft that week. The dribbler was versing, picked him up off the waiver wire and it end up beating me. I was filthy. Um, But he's huge overs there. He had a couple of outlier scores. He will not have a starting spot in this Roosters squad, so he's in a void. Val Holmes, another dual position one here. Center wing fullback, 57.5 average. I think Val Holmes should be playing on the wing. It looks more than likely he will stay at fullback. You'd have to think second year back he will be better than his first year. Um, So I, I don't mind the Val Holmes pick. I won't be going near him personally. I don't completely trust him and I also don't trust him that He's going to be fullback all year. So Val Holmes is an avoid for me. But I mean, if you get to the, you know, first, second, third round and you don't have a high-end ceiling player, I think this is a guy you should probably be looking at. Uh, the next man, center wing, Kyle Felt. Average 57.4 last year. Scored a heap of tries. Kyle Felt, he needs to score tries to be doing well. But he does tend to score a lot of tries. That's the reality of Kyle Felt. Personally, with my center wings, I don't rely... I, I don't like rely on guys that need to score tries to be relevant. Kyle Felt, I've always had the red Sharpie through him. I can't do it. I can't rely on guys to score tries. I need guys that have a good base stat. And then if they get a try on that, on top of that, if they're in a good system on top of that, that's a little bonus. Kyle Feld is a no-go for me. I think that's overs for him. Brian Kelly, center wing, 56.3. I actually think this guy's going to go up. I think he's an absolute superstar of our game. I said at the end of last season that he wouldn't look out of place in an origin jersey. He then set it alight over the next five or six weeks, and the Titans finished so well. I think he's going to be even better next year. He's a premier center in rugby league. If he was at the Roosters or Melbourne, I think everyone would consider this kid a superstar. I really like Brian Kelly. He's one that I'd be moving up in draft to get. Uh, number sixteen, Joseph Manu, four hundred and ninety-six thousand one hundred out of the Rooster system. are uh, obviously, average fifty-six last year. And personally, I thought it was a pretty quiet year from him. Um, I'm not. Sure. It all depends with Joseph Manu who ends up playing halfback because they're going to be on his edge. If Luke Kiry moves away from the left edge and starts to move around a little bit more, I really like Joseph Manu even more. But you have to wait and see the system he's in. Um, I think that's probably Unders for Joey Manu To be honest with you Uh, He's such a strong Attacking player He's just got so much ability He just needs someone That knows how to use him So you have to watch How that all ends up Dane Gagai For the South Sydney Rabbitohs Average 55 Last season 495 Thousand here Um, You know Lines up with his average From last season Of course I mean, I I watch him in origin. I think he's an absolute star. I don't see the same for South Sydney. I think it would be too frustrating for me to pick him up, to be honest with you. He's a, he's a guy that I don't like going for personally, but I wouldn't hold it against you going Dane Gagai. Alex Johnson, center wing slash fullback, 55 average. Remember, he scored, what, seven tries or six tries in that last game or something. So that average is probably buoyed a little bit. He's another guy that he does need tries to score points. Uh, in saying that, If you're playing on the left edge for the South Sydney Rabbitohs outside of Cody Walker, you are in prime real estate. He will score tries. This is another fellow, though. He's got so much X-factor, but he needs to score tries to be doing well. And for me, it's too much of a risk. So I tend to not go near Alex Johnson. I'd rather someone safer. Uh, Ped Hicko out of the New Zealand Warriors. Center wing slash fullback. Uh, A a really good dual position guy here out of the Warriors. Uh, Played really well last year. Finished with an average of 55.8. Played 18 games, which is really good. Peter Hickey, he always tends to play better than what I expect him to. I, I think I do underrate Peter Hicku to some extent. He's another guy I don't overly trust. I've seen him bounce around a lot of clubs and so I show a lot of ability, but you just don't tend to see it consistently. Uh, 2020, for me, was his most consistent season, so he's a little bit more appealing to me now, but I think I'll let someone else take Peter Hicku. But, I mean, you could do much worse to have a dual-position centre-wing fullback. Fullback is a tough... Tough position to try and fill. Uh, the next man is Sifitalikai. This is our first second row forward slash centre wing, which really hurts. And I mean the reality with Sifitalikai is that he probably doesn't start. I think he should be, but I think he will be on the bench. So this is your first really safe base stat guy that you can confidently say he's gonna get me 40 points a week and then hopefully put attacking stats on top of that, which in the center wings is sensational. Just looking at this at the moment, I mean he's the first second row forward dual position guy. I've got to him We're in the top twenty. So, center wing, it's going to be bloody scary this year. So, brace yourself. I really like Sivitalika. I think that that's unders at the moment. He played a lot of games off the bench. If he manages to earn a starting spot, which I think he really should, he's going to be a superstar in your center wings. Stephen Crichton, 54 point average. Now, I drafted Stephen Crichton in my comp last year. I said in the preseason he's a mix of Greg Inglis, Israel Folau. He showed that he definitely was. I picked him in round 17 of my draft, and everyone sort of went, who's that? He exploded onto the scene. He was sensational. He averaged 54.4. Just be prepared, though, with Stephen Crichton, and I think a lot of people are forgetting this. If he does not score a try, he will score 30 points. You will be very disappointed. Sometimes he will score 20 that is the reality of Stephen Crichton. He doesn't have the base stat line there. So don't you know? Don't draft Stephen Crichton and think, I've got myself a superstar that's going to score 50 every week. It's not the reality. The, the reality of Stephen Crichton is that he was on the left edge of the Penrith Panthers that was absolutely humming, and he needed tries to get over 50 points. He scored a lot of them. I'm not sure if he'll score that many next year. You've got to remember last year, They were humming perfectly. He had Viliami Kiko inside him, the most dangerous player in rugby league. All eyes on him. He had a fantastic finisher outside him, and he had Jerome Luay, one of the most confident ball players in 2020, working around on his edge. It was pretty much the perfect storm for Stephen Crichton, and he finished with a 54-point average. Just be careful on Stephen Crichton. Do not go early. Uh, Ken Mamalo, center wing, 481K. Obviously, only played eight games last year. You know what you're getting with this guy. He's going to, you know... He's going to score tries and he's going to bump out a 50-point average. He he does need tries to to uh, sort out that average, though. But once again, with Roger working out towards his edge, he does tend to score tries. Um, the risk here is that they end up staying in Australia. If anything happens with COVID or whatever, and there's a good chance he will go home again. I know for a fact that the New Zealand Warriors, they've signed guys like Marcelo Montoya, and they've got a few extra guys training with the boys down in Kayama, Just in case, Mamalo... And Fusatua do go home again, which there is a really good chance they could. So just be really careful of these two. They're probably in a void for me solely because there is a really good chance you will lose them for no apparent reason during your Supercoach season because they go home, which will really sting you. Uh, Ewan Aitken's the next one on the list there. Obviously moving to the New Zealand Warriors, 476K, 53 average uh you and a can really solid super coach player i i am not a huge fan of him in the n r l to be honest with you I, I he he is a bit of a hog he doesn't draw him past to his man he really frustrates me but that is super coach gold. In this New Zealand Warriors system, I think Roger using him, Chanel Harris-DeVita, you know, Cody Nikarima. they've got a really strong side, and I think he'll be given plenty of opportunities. So he's definitely a guy you need to consider. Now, going through the rest of this list, Josh Adokar finished with a 53 average, scored a heap of tries last year. Same as a lot of these guys, the Fox, you're going to need to rely on him to score tries to do well. Uh, Micah Sivo, 456k, 50-point average. Solid option there. If you believe Parramatta are, are going to go as well as what they did, Micah Sivo is a good little choice there. Branko Lee, one of my favorites. I said that he'd come in and he'd average 50 as a center wing. He averaged 49.2, so I'll take the L on that one by 0. 0.8. Branko's coming in at 435k. I wouldn't be going near him in Classic, but Draft... He's always a really good option. And realistically, I think next year, I had Branko Lee on the podcast the other day. He's really excited for 2021. I'll be dropping that over the next few weeks. But There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Branko, I I think he'll he'll get up to a 50-55 point center wing next year. He's a real talent in the centers there and super coach gold. Um, Isan Masters is one of the big disappointments in 2020. Uh, average 48.5, and he was well below his best. With a new coach there, he could be a really interesting guy to watch. Um, he only played 12 games last season, of course, so he wasn't overly popular up there. But with a new coach, a new lease on life, um, he really could be anything there, Esau Masters. He's one to keep an eye on. At 429000 he could be a bit of a mid-range sort of guy in your classic sides, but... I'd be wanting to see a little bit of him before he arrives. Uh, Nick Kotrick, he's at 429,000 as well, arriving at the Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, A sensational footballer, average 48 down in Canberra, outside Jared Croker, uh, on the left side with Jackie White. And so plenty of potential there. Coming to Canterbury, I'm a little bit worried about him. He will always break tackles. He will always do fantastic things. But realistically... He's probably having less opportunities at the Canterbury Bulldogs. He's an avoid for me. Kurt Cable, another second row, forward, center wing. Exactly the same situation as Sifer Talakai. I mean, it's more than likely he's going to start on the bench for the Penrith Panthers. So, yes, he will score you 40 in your center wings. But like Sifa, if there's one injury in their back row, he comes in and he becomes the best center wing in the game. All of a sudden, he'll score you 60 points a week without any tries or anything. So... Uh, one for your bench, uh, you're probably going to have to go early to get your hands on Kurt Capewell but if they have a couple of injuries, which they essentially didn't last year outside of him in their back row, he will be a superstar. Uh, Corey Thompson, uh, Gold Coast Titans, center wing slash fullback, that versatility does help there with the dual position. I think mean, he'll probably play on the wing up there, though. Um, yeah, I mean, Corey Thompson, he's, he's got a pretty solid baseline. He does know his way to the trial line. You could do much worse. Tommy Talao, center wing for the West Tigers. Really talented young bloke. I really like him. Uh, Moses and Baez, the next man as well. Center wing fullback. Both of these guys I've said a few times, I'm going to avoid West Tigers center wings. I just don't trust their side next year. Uh, Tawala, 414,000. He played a lot of left-centre for the Newcastle Knights when Bradman Best was out. If Bradman Best is out, Tawala doesn't even get a look in at that uh, left-centre spot. Um, And when Edric Lee's there, he won't get a look in on the left-wing spot. So I think he's massive overs now. He's an avoid in probably all, all comps, draft and classic for me. Uh, Joseph LeLua, another one with, you know, he needs tries to get over 40 points realistically. I had him last year. It was a bit of a nightmare. He's got a brain explosion in him. A void for me. Jesse Ramian, this is a guy I was really, really excited for last year. He finished with a 46.3 average. Considering how well Sean Johnson was playing and how much that right edge was firing... For him to only average 46 was a little bit disappointing. Without Sean Johnson there, he's probably a guy I'm going to avoid. I think Matt Moylan will be really good for him, but I mean, could his situation have got much better in 2020 and he finished with an under 50 average. So he's an avoid for me. Molotalo uh, playing on the left edge for the Sharkies, just center wing. I mean, they'll probably see more ball going left. He probably will get a few more attacking plays, but... Off the top of my head, he will be outside Dugan. I don't overly trust Dugan to put his winger into space. He's a run first pass second guy, so Mulitalo's a miss for me. Uh, Tyrone Peachy. This might be the most exa- exciting second row forward center wing when round one kicks off. And, Tyrone is... He's going to be playing lock forward for the Gold Coast Titans. I've spoken about it a long time. This is his position. This is where he needs to be. I think this is really exciting. He finished last year with a 45-point average. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would assume... That when he actually started playing in the 13, that would have gone up a little bit higher. I think he'll be a 50, maybe a 55 point centre wing, depending on how the Gold Coast Titans go this year. Nick Meaney, centre wing fullback. I've got no idea where this kid's going to play, Nick Meaney. He could be the fullback, he could be the winger, he could not play a game. I wouldn't be shocked either way. You have to wait for team lists on him. Really quick, really quick. we'll take advantage of any opportunities given. Uh, Justin Olam out of the Melbourne Storm. Once again, 45 point average last year. It couldn't have got much better for him, realistically. I thought it was a career high year for him. I think you'll get more of the same 40 to 50 point average. Uh Will Hobuade, center wing slash fullback, 45 point average. If he is fullback, I think he's a 50 55 point um player. So and you can play him in your center wings or at fullback. It's good to have that versatility. I think he's a guy that's currently unders. He's better than his 40-point average. He's worth way more than 400K in my opinion. If he's playing fullback and Canterbury's going all right, I think he could make 150K there without too many worries. Uh, Morgan Harper out of the Manly Seagulls. 49.8 49.8 average last year only played 5 games had some huge attacking stats in those games he's a guy I'm not sure I trust he can do it over an entire season I did have him on my team last year it was really exciting to watch him do what he was doing but I'm just not sure if he can live up to it. I think he could do worse, but I think there'll be guys that will have him really high on their draft rankings and they'll probably go in pretty early and I'm not willing to go to go him that early. Classic, he's already at 400K. I wouldn't be going near Harper personally. Jared Croker, wow, 388K. 43.8 average, uh, center wing last year. I think, Jared Croker, his career, it's not starting to wrap up, but he definitely is slowing down. He is goal-kicking again down there. Uh, the Canberra Raiders have a really strong team this year. He doesn't have Kotrick outside of him anymore, which will hurt. And I think Jack White and the, the ball player on his side, he's a run 1st pass 2nd sort of guy, so that has definitely hurt Jared Croker. I wouldn't be shocked if he improves, but I wouldn't see him going over the 50-point average. This guy used to be a 60-point average since in a wing two or three years ago when he was in the first few rounds of draft. He simply isn't that guy anymore, I wouldn't be hoping on a huge bounce back season where you get huge value out of him uh, Jordan Pierre, a center wing for the George Royal Dragons, finished last year with a 43.5, average, 385k. This guy's a real superstar, of super coach. Um, a bit of a down season last year, but when he's utilized, when he's used properly and when he gets early ball, this kid is really dangerous. I always like to have this guy in my draft teams. He's one to definitely keep an eye on. He's got a really good base stat line. Unfortunately, he's not scoring many tries in that Dragon system, but if Adam Clunes a halfback next year, he's got a right-to-left pass that we haven't seen enough off yet in first grade and I think you'll start to see more of it and I think Jordan Pierre will bag a few more meaties this year a guy that I really like Uh, Jack Bird, the one that we assume will play lock forward if he is that's sensational for super coach but Jack Bird is one injury away one suspension away from playing centre or playing 5'8 and then it gets difficult. And if you can guarantee me, Jack Bird's going to wear 13 for 2021 from start to finish. He's a fantastic pick at center wing, but you just can't guarantee that. Josh Dugan, center wing fullback, another dual position guy. Uh, 40-point average, uh, could bump it up to 46, 47. Don't see it going much higher than that, to be honest with you. Uh, Played 15 games last year. A lot of them are injury-affected. He is down quite often. So Dugan, he's always been a bit of an avoid for me. Uh, Jordan Rapana out of the Canberra Raiders, a 40-point average. He was playing centre last year. He's definitely not a centre. I think that we all remember the glory days of Rapana, and you've got to remember that him and Leilua, they were just producing points left, right and centre. I think Rapana... He's a little bit of a myth, to be honest with you. He's not as good in supercoach as what we all believe he is. He's an avoid for me. I don't think there's much money to be made there either. I don't think he'll improve that much. Uh, Who else have we got? Ruben Garrick for the Manly Seagulls, 40-point average, played 17 games. I thought he'd do much better last year. Um. Yeah, I think obviously when Tom Chavoyevich returns playing on the wing, you're all, you're you're a much better winger when Tom Chavoyevich is on the field. There are a lot more opportunities to score tries, so he probably does go up at touch. But I wouldn't be going heaps early to get Ruben Garrick, Moses Sully This is a guy that's been through a few clubs. I really like Sully um, I'm not sure if he's going to have a spot in this team, I assume he would, but I I, I also think Walker's going to play in the centres got Brad Parker and him um, he's got a really good base stat line and he does go in and do some work uh, he's not in that top calibre of base stat guys, but I think you could do much worse in a deep league than having Moses Sully in your side uh, Nico Hines, centre wing slash fullback probably a no-go for me here especially you know with a 40 point average there there's a couple of games where he did start, this is a classic plug and play guys, if Pap Pappenhausen's out. If Pappenhausen's playing Origin, grab Nico Hines. He'll be fantastic for however long he's filling that jersey. A guy with a lot of ability. Cody Ramsey, St. George of the War of Dragons, center wing slash fullback. I would assume he'll have a starting spot next year. I don't really trust this Dragons team. I think he'll be on the right on the right wing, thinking off the top of my head, um, which is probably a better spot than what it was last year. You and Aitken wasn't passing the ball there, so... Um, that spot probably does improve, but this kid, he does need tries to do well. And, I mean, 50-point average from three games, and I think he scored three or four tries. So that sort of tells you the story for him there. A uh, couple of really interesting guys here. Blake Ferguson, center wing, 352K. Um, playing outside Wonga Blake. I just don't trust that Fergo is going to get much ball. Mitch Moses is playing a much more safer game. He's just he's just trying to get the ball to Mato on that tram line or on the right sticks and then turn it back to Dylan Brown. So I just I, I'm a little bit off Fergo. He's got all the ability in the world, but I think I think he'll probably score more tries than what he did in 2020. The law of averages says he will, but. I mean, I, I, he's not a guy that I think is going to have return to his previous form. He's not a guy that I think you should be going in for early. Let someone else make that mistake. Dallon a is now center wing fullback playing at Canterbury. Not sure what position this guy will be. I don't know if he'll be wing, center, fullback. He could fall anywhere into this squad. You could do much worse. But once again, at Canterbury, I know that uh, they are going to be a better side than what they were in 2020. But... Still hard to trust guys from the West Tigers and the Canterbury Bulldogs out in your back line, I think. Uh, runs the ball hard, has really good returns. I really like Watenni now. He's got a lot to offer, but I think you can do better. Braden Burns, center wink, 351k. Uh, this is a guy I absolutely love, Braden Burns, and when he came back from injury in 2020, I thought, oh, this is going to be the season he breaks out, and I must say, there was pretty much no one I was more disappointed with than Braden Burns in 2020. Defensively, he was awful in that team. I think... Him getting injured probably saved him having a really hard conversation with Wayne Bennett and a bit of embarrassment because he wasn't up to scratch last year. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with him in 2021. Coming back off injury, he needs to stay fit for one, but he needs to get his defense sorted out. If he does, he's a base stat monster in super and He'll do really well. Uh, other guys on this, Wonga Blake, 40-point uh, average, I mean... I think you'll get more of the same from Wonga. Jermaine Asako, center-wing fullback. This guy's interesting. He could play fullback for the Brisbane Broncos. If he does, his stocks are boosted straight away. I really like Asako. A really talented footballer. Could be the goal kicker there, thinking off the top of my head too. Um, dual position is fantastic. You take a bit of a punt whether he holds on to the fullback jersey or not, but if he does, I think you've got a real star there. Uh, Curtis Scott out of the Canberra Raiders. Um, Not much base stats here for Curtis Scott. Not much doing. Solid footballer, but I mean, I definitely think you can do better. Uh, her, uh The Hammer out of North Queensland. 339K, center wing slash fullback with a 38-point average. Another guy, he can score a try from anywhere, but he is going to need tries to score points if he plays fullback. It's probably a little bit more exciting in this side, but I mean, we're hearing he's going to play center. So, for me, him playing centre, he is an absolute no-go, and he's probably overs at 339,000. Uh, he won't have kick returns. He'll have less opportunities to run the ball, return it out of his own end. So, for me, the Hammers are missed this year, especially if he's playing centre. Jake Avarillo, this is an interesting one. 5'8", centre wing, 37-point average last year. Um... This is a guy I really like. I don't know what position he's going to play. I'd love to see him play fullback at Canterbury. I just worry he could end up in the 14 jersey. That's the only punt. But if Trent Barrett gives you any indication that Avarillo will lock down the one jersey or even on the wing, I really like this kid. He, he can he can create something out of nothing, which I love. Tau uh, Tau Moga, this is an interesting one arriving at South Sydney. If this guy can stay injury-free, he's got a good base stat line. I do like Tau Tau Moga, but... It's just hard to trust that he's going to stay injury-free, isn't it? I mean, it's getting to that point. Um, but, I mean, if you were to grab Tao you know, as your fourth center wing, I think you could do much worse. A lot of guys will avoid him because of his injuries. So, if you were to get him late, you wouldn't be doing too bad. Uh, Remus Smith out of the Melbourne Storm, arriving there from Canterbury. Really interesting here. I really like this one. Um, he, he's got the potential to be an absolute star. Obviously, the son of Tyrone Smith. He could be absolutely anything Remus. um, I'm not sure about his base stats. I can't remember off the top of my head from Canterbury. But, you know, a 36-point average isn't overly great. But, I mean, I think he'll double the amount of tries he scores in 2021 than he did in 2020. So, straight away... You know that adds quite a bit to your attack. I don't mind Reema Smith. I'm not sure if he's going to be a Josh Adokara Vunavalu sort of talent, but I think he definitely improves down there. Herbie Farmworth, 322k with a 36 point average in one of the worst football sides we've seen in the modern era, the Brisbane Broncos of 2020. This kid's a star. I think he's a genuine strike center in our game. He's a kid that I really like and. He's a guy that I'll probably go after in draft, and I think he's probably undervalued there. He knows his way to the try line. He's he's pretty reasonably strong defensively. I think he just needs to be in a better side, so hopefully they can be better, and I think Kevin Walters will address how good this kid is. Uh, Dylan Walker, 5'8", slash center wing. I'm assuming he will play center in 2021 for the Manly Seagulls, so for me, he goes down a little bit. I mean, he's never really been a super coach star, let's be honest here. He's 34.6 average here from last season, playing six. Uh, a few injury riddle games. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think Dylan Walker is going to be a superstar once again. Charlie Stone's two hundred ninety-seven thousand. This is a kid that I think is extremely overpriced. His twenty-twenty average is one hundred and twelve. Even though he is overpriced at two hundred ninety-seven k, if he's playing on the left wing outside Christian Cry, uh, outside Stephen Cry and Jerome Luai, he probably does still make a little bit of money. He's going to obviously make money as soon as he walks in with a hundred and twelve average. So I think he's over value there, I don't think he's as good as what you're all telling me. I don't think he's going to keep his try scoring record that he's got at the moment. I think that's just the reality of rugby league. First grade's harder than what he made it look, but he is still going to make money, so he's definitely a classic option in draft. Though I would be letting someone else go. This kid early. He also has center wing and fullback, so that will make him a little bit more appealing as well. James Roberts is the next man at 277k. Uh, coming off that season with South Sydney, he only played five or six games of first grade. 34-point average. Look, with Jimmy, you're going to get what you're going to get. You're going to get a couple of little highlights and you get a, a lot of games where he scores 20 to 30 points and you're frustrated with his five or six touches. Let's be honest here, Jimmy, he can go off the rails at any moment too. He's an avoid for me. He's probably the most attractive guy outside of David Nofaluma in this West Tigers back line, but for me... It There's too much risk. There's too much that could go wrong. There's too many letdowns and very few elations for me, and the elations will piss you off because you won't see enough of them. Um, He's a miss for me. Billy Smith coming out of the Sydney Roosters. This is a guy that did his ACL last year, missed all last season. He's not a basement prize at 276000 This kid's a superstar of the future, though. I don't think 21 will be his year. I think 2022 he's really going to burst onto the scene. If the Roosters had a couple of injuries in their back line, keep an eye on this kid because he can play. Uh, Who else have we got? David Fossitua, 251k, averages under 30. Forces is is an avoid for me. He always is for me anyway, but there's a good chance he could go home this year. Corey Oates, another second row forward, center wing. I think this will be a guy that will go earlier than he probably should in most draft leagues. I think a lot of people will hear that he's playing second row and dive on him. I don't think he'll play many minutes in the second row. I think there's too many mouths to feed there, and I think defensively he won't be able to handle it regardless. So Corey Oates, he's a miss for me. Uh, Who else is on this list? Okay, we're getting into some deep ones now. Okay, Jason Saab from the Manly Seagulls, a guy that I'm really excited in NRL to see him. super coach. He doesn't really have that base stat line. Um, There's a good chance Ruben Ruben Garrick will play right. means Jason Saab could be on the left. I think he'll be going with uh, George Tafua head-to-head. If Saab manages to get that jersey and Tom Jovojevic is on the field, he will score more tries. He will score a lot of tries there. That's Tom Jovojevic's favorite spot, but... Saab, he doesn't have the base stats for me. There's a really good chance Tom Travojevic could get injured and then Jason Saab, you're sort of left there with a 20-30 to 30 point guy, which I just can't do anymore in my super coach teams. Uh, Dane Laurie, center wing fullback, unlikely to get a gig there realistically. Ben Hampton, very similar. He's 5'8", center wing. Buying a cheapy options, if they were to get a gig somewhere, you could have a crack at them, but I don't overly trust either of them. Uh, Paul Turner for the New Zealand Warriors, I don't see him getting a gig. He's center wing slash 5'8". Uh, played one game for a 48-point average, so he's sitting at 212 k If he was to come in for a couple of weeks and just score one or two more meat pies, he'd make some good money. Bailey Simonson, this is a guy that people told me to watch out for last year, and I don't think he's the player you all think he is, especially in Supercoach. He's going to have a spot in this starting team this year, I assume, with uh, Nick Kotrick leaving. He's a guy that, you know, yes, he's at 205 k He will make some money in Supercoach, without a doubt, but for me... I don't think he's going to be a superstar. I wouldn't be chasing him too heavily in draft, especially Supercoach classic. He will make some money. He'll be pretty popular. Uh, uh, RC from the, sorry, AC from the North Queensland Cowboys. He's coming in at 203 K as well. He was a reasonably popular cheapie last year. He probably will be again this year. If he can land a spot, I'm not really sure what position he plays, to be honest with you, though. I haven't worked it out yet. Uh, Albert Hopper a guy that's been threatening to be a super coach star for a long time. He's arrived at the Canberra Randers. centre wing. Slash fullback. I'm not sure once again if he'll make us if he'll get a spot in this team. I think if it's Hopawade or if it's Simonson, whichever one of them lands themselves on the left wing, I think it quite possibly could be one of those two. They're probably a having your classic teams. Draft though, I'm not as convinced I won't be going near them. Another Canberra Raider's center I've just seen. I really like this kid. Uh Matthew Tomoko, he's played two games. He averaged 28 points. I don't think he scored a try in either of those games. I think this kid's going to be really good. I'm thinking about their centers right now. you got Croker, you got got um, Curtis Scott. I'm, I'm not sure if he'll get a spot in this team. You've got Harley Smith Shields hanging around as well. But I think Matthew Tomoka, he, he's the best young center in this club. I think he's going to be a real star one day. Tane Milne, another really interesting guy out of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Very much so fits the Tao Moga mold. He's had a lot of injuries, had a lot of troubles. I've said it for three or four years now. If If... Tane Milne is fit. If he goes uninjured, if he's in this team, in this 17, if he's in the 13 somewhere, he'll be a super coach star. He's a really strong base stat guy with a lot of attacking stats in him. He's really strong. He's got a really good offload. He's a dangerous footballer. He just needs a good run of injuries and he will be a star. We remain to see if he will get it though. Hayes Dunster sent a wing out of the Paramount Eels. He's one for me to keep an eye on this year. Uh, Matthew Faye guy. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but he's a guy that everyone's talking about out of St. George, I think he's got a twin there as well. They reckon he could get a gig this year, a big body, which tends to mean out in the centre is really good for super coach, tackle breaks and whatnot. Bailey Hodgson at the Newcastle Knights, centre wing slash fullback. Obviously the nephew of Josh Hodgson arriving up at Newcastle. Uh, Pretty quick fella from what I've heard. I haven't seen him play myself, but he's one to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, Who else have we got in this... List. Sorry, going through the bottom here, you've got Joseph Sawali, obviously the Roosters. Um, I, I, Please don't draft this guy. I don't think he'll be in there 17 for a little while. I think he's a while away from playing first grade, realistically. Don't get eaten up by the hype. Happy to be proven wrong there, though. Ben Travojevic is our last one. Second row forward, center wing. Uh, this is a guy that I think he'll probably play in the centers when he comes in. He'll have that dual position, but not the way you want him. Um, I mean, you could do worse than to have another Travoyevich in your centres. He'll probably have a little combo with Tom realistically. I think he normally plays on the right edge from the couple of highlights I've seen of Ben, but um, I'm not sure if he's going to be in this team from the start. I'm pretty sure he won't be, to be honest with you. I think he'll debut sort of mid-season or the back end of the season. He's not an overly relevant guy for me uh there's your center wings all the guys that interest me this is a pretty long podcast here because that was very full-on it's obviously a really deep list your center wings and you need to be careful how you go about it you just need to be aware of not a, of guys' base stats, number one, and two, the situation they're in. I see a lot of guys who pick these stars, but then you think about the actual situation they're in. The guys that are going to be inside them, the halves they are going to be on their side, the way that their team plays, and it just isn't functional. You need to look at the whole picture with center wings. In my opinion, draft comps, they're won and lost in the center wings. If you've got four solid center wings that you can guarantee me I'm going to get 240 points every week from these guys, it is a massive... Massive, massive advantage over other teams that might be getting 160, 180 if they're lucky, if two of their guys score tries. The center wings, they matter. Really do your research. Do more research than stats. Go and watch some games. Go and watch how they play. Go and watch how the teams work. Go and watch some games in trials and see how they're being used and especially watch their base stats. The guys that get in to dummy half in their own end and try and get out of trouble. It's a tough position, but it's one of the most important ones for me. Hold up.